Hello, everybody. Today we're going to do something a little different. Yeah. So you guys have been asking for quite some time about a way to ask questions anonymously, where we could answer them. And for a couple years, we've been doing that via DM. We've been sending video messages back to people, and we love that. But we figured this would be a way to get the answers out to everybody at once. And、um, so we're finally putting this together. And we decided we were trying to figure out what should we call this type of episode、yeah. since it's like a shorter episode. So I was like, well, for lack of a better name, maybe we'll do Ask Adam and Carissa. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. We're calling it the Ask episode, and we asked you guys, you know, what are the questions you have?、Um, we also looked at a bunch of questions that came in over DM, but we put a sticker up in our Instagram story for about.、Um, A day, well, yeah, for twenty four hours, and it just said, "What are questions you have for the episode?" And over sixty something questions came in, so we chose just three to answer today. Yeah, and another big reason for us doing this sort of episode is that we get a lot of the same questions over and over, and it's not like that we don't like answering it on our DMs or emails, but we thought, hey. If these people and we're seeing a pattern, if these people have questions, then probably a lot of other people too. Exactly. So, here we go. All right. So, babe, three questions that we're going to answer. You ready for the first one? Yeah. How did you know that your marriage was ready for a baby? I didn't. <laughs> That's the problem.、Um, when we first got married,、uh, we planned for two years. We said two years, we'll have a baby, and then it came and went. And then we said five, because、um, we didn't feel like we were ready yet. No, we、yeah. didn't feel, and we were in the middle of our career or working on getting ready for our careers. Yeah, so we, we were, were in, both school. in school. Yeah, and、um, and so it it wasn't until about year eight, I think, where we're like, all right, let's let's get pregnant and have a baby. And so we actually miscarried. Um, at that time, so it took a while for us to recover, and then、um, year nine of our marriage, we had Adeline.、Mm-hmm. So for us, I think we liked how long we took. Yeah, we liked having that that time. So let's be clear, because we have some strong opinions on、yes. this. But before we give the strong opinion, we'll be really clear about what we mean. So any time you get pregnant. It becomes God's will for you to have that baby and to raise that baby well, even if it wasn't the plan to begin with. It doesn't matter if you've been married for you know maybe it's a honeymoon baby or maybe it's an oops you know premarital oops and you got pregnant. It becomes God's will for you to have that baby, even if it wasn't the plan to begin with.、Um, so we'll give that caveat first. No matter where you are in your marriage, raise that baby well. Um, but if you are trying to plan and you're trying to、um, use wisdom about how and when you have this baby,、um, we recommend investing in your marriage first for several years.、Um, and it might be different for some. For some people, that's only a couple years. For others, that's ten years or more.、Um, but we recommend investing in your marriage first. And here's why: because when a baby comes into play, when it comes into your life, you're Marriage changes. Yeah, for sure. I remember <laughs> very clearly 
almost, well, what, two and a half years ago, when Adeline came, our marriage changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was more difficult to be intimate. It was more difficult for just us time, just for on a whim. Let's, let's go eat. Let's go rock climbing. Let's go do something. Let's go backpacking. Um, It become much more difficult because we need to have a babysitter and stuff like that. So um, establishing the trajectory of your marriage early and what that looks like and your expectations of your spouse. I think that's so helpful to ground and, and to have that, those expectations built before you build, uh, or before you bring in a new element, which will change your marriage. So that's kind of our take, Mm -hmm. very subjective, but, um, I guess we've seen some stories where, um, they could have used more time. Yeah, for sure. So, so that's our answer for that question. All right, next question. So we got uh, several people asking this same question. Any advice for the wedding night? <laughs> we like this question. I think Carissa likes this question. <laughs> yes, we have advice for the wedding night. Um, so yeah, we had several premarital folks asking this question and it's such a good one um, because you know you hear so much about that first night and how important that first night is or you're looking forward to it or you're fearful of it and so it's important to kind of have some tips going in so I'm going to give two big tips and then we'll kind of talk about ancillary things but two big tips one piece of advice that I received and one piece of wisdom that I did not receive and didn't know I even needed until that night. So the piece of advice that I received was do not have expectations going in and simply enjoy looking at every aspect of each other's bodies. And I thought that was awesome advice because it's not about just the act of having sexual intercourse. It's about having the freedom, no boundaries, the marriage bed being undefiled to just enjoy each other's bodies. And um, this person said, you know, go ahead and just undress each other and look at each other's bodies, every aspect of it. And, and just take a look at what's now yours, you know, and that was just such a great piece of advice. So that's number one. Number two is that little bit of wisdom that we didn't receive, but we never realized we needed until that night. So, precious Nancy Madsen put a basket of all sorts of snacks you can imagine. This was a lifesaver. Lifesaver. And she, it was a wedding gift. It was a a gift basket of snacks and goodies. And she insisted to whomever, we didn't know at the time, um, that they put that basket in our going away car, in our getaway car. And so when we got in the car, of course, we didn't even notice it, right? When we were unloading things, you know, our driver was like, oh, yeah, Nancy Madsen wanted to make sure that 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 went in uh, to your room. And we're like, cool, whatever. Well, thank God for that basket because we didn't eat much at our reception. Well, we had a lot of people at the reception. Yeah. And we're very busy hugging and thanking people and Mm -hmm. being excited. And we ate like birds mm-hmm. or nothing at all, practically. Yeah. And expending a ton of energy. So when we got to the room or, you know, after everything, like we were just famished. Yeah. And we really didn't. And it was kind of later at night. We didn't feel like going out on the town. We're like, right. uh. It's 
So that was such a blessing. So have a basket. If someone doesn't gift you one, have one ready to go of all sorts of snacks that you can bring into your hotel room for that first night. And just to say too, like the first point that you made with no expectations, I think that's huge. Even with people that are married in a Ben intimacy, I think that's a big block for people. They have these expectations and they're crushed or something happens, it goes awry. And so especially that first night, because there's so much build up, there's so, so many ideas going in. And, and so just enjoying, I think that's such, just enjoy. It was really, really great advice. And we did. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we've had people uh, DM us on their wedding night, you know, <laughs> yeah. saying we can't do it. And we're like, it's okay. Well, and, and it's just the tenor of, uh, from what I remember, the tenor of, of what they were saying there was it kind of like that it was a letdown mm-hmm. or almost like a failure. Because you have these huge expectations. Right. Because it should be an over the moon sort of experience. And if it comes down to only sex, as far as like intercourse, mm-hmm. if that's the, if that's the pinnacle of everything, then yeah, you might be let down. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just about being known. Yeah. Being and loved and known. Yeah. Giving and receiving something too, that made the experience just wonderful was having music yes. and candles. I remember Adam made a playlist and he didn't let me listen to it till that night. True. And it was just some background music and we still have that playlist to this yeah. day. And it is so reminiscent when that, when that playlist comes up. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so go ahead and create a playlist, have that ready to go. Um, have candles and, you know, there's no particular order you have to go in. Um, you know, if you want to get adventurous and then you want to take a shower together and then you want to get back in the bed, uh, you want to fall asleep and wake up in the middle of the night and do whatever you want to do. It's, that's the freedom that you get to enjoy on your first night. Yeah. Okay, next question. How do I encourage my spouse to invest in our marriage without being negative? So this is a difficult one for sure. And we receive this question quite often. Um, A lot of times it's in the form of asking, how can I make my husband come to marriage counseling? Keyword there is make. Right. How can I force my husband? How can I make (laughs) my husband? How can I convince my husband? So, um, you know, we respond to this question quite a bit. And I'll just read an excerpt from an email that Adam sent to somebody last week responding to this question um, because it's really a good answer. Um, I thought Adam said it very well. So he said, um, after some introductory things, he said, no spouse can force their partner to go to counseling. So if they are going to be open to going, it has to be under their own will. I have seen people throw in the idea of counseling in the middle of an argument Even though the suggestion is a good one, the timing is bad. I would suggest saying something like, babe, I would like to talk to you about something very important to me tonight. Could you take some time for us to talk? If there's even a hint of pushiness, like finger pointing, he will feel it. When you get to the meeting, make the request for counseling after you tell him how you are feeling. For example, lately I have have been feeling very alone and worried about our relationship. I feel I can't figure it out and I'm scared about losing our marriage. You mean so much to me and it pains me to think of how this all is going. It would mean a lot and show me that you care about us if you would be willing to go to counseling with me. 
If you say this in a humble and respectful way, he might consider. If he refuses, simply show your sadness. Keep any negative statements about him or his ways out of the conversation. So that's just an excerpt from this email. And I don't know, I thought Adam said that really well. And Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> but uh, we end up giving this advice quite often because it's not something that you can you know, force someone to do. And if you have a spouse that, you know, comes into counseling or invests in your marriage by going to a conference or buying a product, um, and you know, they're, they were unwilling to do that and you just kind of forced it upon them, they're kind of going to be doing it begrudgingly. Yeah. And there's many reasons for the man not wanting to go, but generally what I see is it's a part of the cycle that, that a married couple is in. So part of the cycle would be the man withdraws and the woman, for lack of a better word, nags or pursues. Or pursues. There's right. the better okay. word. Thank, thank you. <laughs> pursues. And if part of the pursuit is, you know, we need to go to counseling. I'm not happy. Like, well, of course he's not going to be, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Let's go. Because he feels like if I go to counseling, probably the council will just jump on their side and... You know, it'll just be a finger pointing fest and I won't like, they won't enjoy it at all. Or there's just fear of the unknown. Exactly. They don't know what's going to happen. They've never gone to counseling. They've never known anyone to go to counseling. Right. And so, um, yeah, counseling, the counseling session doesn't look like just advice giving or finger pointing. It's just opening up, opening up the marriage to see how are the, how are the spouses affecting each other so to avoid the cycle the the one that wants counseling needs to own what they need and what they want and how that would make them feel if that happened and so that's what i was trying to um, suggest there and that's really how we get anything done in a marriage for sure being assertive and then hopefully being received well with active listening so Those are our three questions for the ask episode, our very first ask episode. Let us know if you like this um, by leaving a review and send a comment our way. We will read it for sure. And uh, let us know if you have any suggestions for how to do these ask episodes. It's hard to pick just three questions out of the many, many. So, And if you have a question, just DM us on our IG channel and uh, let us know. It's at Dear Young Married Couple. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear the questions that you have. Yes. You can also shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. All right, everyone. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye.